Welcome to the Amputation Nation Podcast. Here's your host, P.L.G. Welcome to the Amputation Nation Podcast. I'm your host, P.L.G. This is episode three. Last week, we talked about what to do once your limb or limbs were amputated. This week, we're going to be talking about dealing with insurance, getting your prosthetic, and going back to work. All right, guys, start off here. I'm going to share a little secret with you. Insurance companies don't care about you. All they care about is doing their 40 hours a week and going home. So be prepared to fight. The best way to combat this is knowing your insurance policy. Now, I can't do a show and talk to you about everything that insurance companies cover because each insurance company is different. So you need to go over your insurance policy, find out what your rights are, find out what's covered, the patient responsibility. And when insurance companies deny you, you can go back to them and say, well, actually, according to this sentence, I should be covered. Also, it's just good information to know. You should know your insurance policy anyways. A great resource, by the way, guys, your processist office. The people, the, the secretaries, the ones that schedule the appointments for patients to come in and see the processist, they are a great resource. They deal with the insurance side of it on a regular basis. So if you have a question or if you want them to make a phone call for you to the insurance company, they will do that for you. They know medical codes. The medical codes are a big part of this. Another great resource for you guys are the assistance of the physician. So like not the surgeon, but their assistance, the physician assistance. When I had my left leg amputated back in 2017, I was new to this whole process. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to get things approved. I didn't know what to do. Sarah, her name was, was such a great resource for me. She did a lot of legwork for me, no pun intended. And she was able to get things rolling. She gave me some advice. She was a great help to me, guys. Surgeons and doctors, they do the surgeries and they do their rounds in the hospital, check on their patients. They don't have time to acquiesce to all of your requests. That's what the assistants are for. Get to know them very well. Also, stay on the insurance companies, guys. Stay on them. Don't think, okay, well, I just made a call. I'm going to wait for a call back or I'm going to wait for an email or something in the mail. You're going to keep you're, you're going to keep waiting. Stay on them. If you have to call the insurance company 10 times a day, call them 10 times a day. Stay on them. I'm going to share a quick story with you. Back in 2016, but um, this is before I had either leg amputated. I had uh, infections in both feet. And I had uh, idiopathic neuropathy and I had callus buildup. Underneath this callus I had open sores that would develop, which eventually led to me losing both limbs. So my doctor recommended that I get a power wheelchair to help me get around. So I said, okay. So we went over my insurance policy, and it turns out it was covered. So first thing you have to do is find a provider, so somebody that has a power wheelchair, and then you do everything through insurance to get it approved. Well, the insurance company denied me. And they kept denying me. This went on for like a month. And finally, I went to my doctor 
and I got what they call a letter of medical necessity. I got one from each of my doctors. So I got one from my general practitioner. I got one from my uh, surgeon, or actually it was written by the physician assistant. Um, I got one uh, from my infectious disease doctor. I got several of these. The other thing I did was I went to my doctor office and I had them send 15 years worth of medical records to the insurance companies or to the insurance company. Now imagine seeing 15 years worth of medical records. Just imagine how thick that pile of paper is. So I, I had the doctor office fax the insurance company, all my medical records, and I sent them the letters of medical necessity. And I sent that on a Tuesday and I called the insurance company. I said, okay, I'm having this stuff sent over to you. Please let me know when you receive it. And they said, okay, well, I decided on Thursday I was going to call them. So this is two days later. I called them to make sure that they got it. And not only did I find, find out that they got it, they approved it. Now, this is 15 years worth of medical records. There's no way they read all this stuff. They took a look at this pile of paper in their fax machine and just said, oh, my God, okay, let's just approve them. So make sure you stay on the insurance company. Make sure you have just whatever you have to do. Okay, if you have to send them 15 years worth of medical records, do that. Have your let letters of medical necessity. Speaking of which, a letter of med medical necessity. Okay, it's a letter written by your doctor. And all it is, it explains what your medical diagnosis is. So in this case, you're an amputee, your prognosis, why the limb is necessary, so why your prosthetic limb is necessary, um, how it will improve your life, and the consequence of you not getting it. Okay, so it has all this information in there, and you set into the insurance company. So they need to see it from a medical professional why you need this limb. So make sure you get a letter of medical necessity from each doctor in your care team. Well, the day has come, and you are now getting your prosthetic limb. Congratulations, guys. The first step in getting a prosthetic limb is getting your check socket. A check socket is just a practice socket. You will only wear it when you go visit your prosthetist. The point of a check socket is to make sure they measured your residual limb correctly and to make sure they can make any adjustments that need to be made. You're not going to be taking it with you when you leave the office. You'll go to the office, you'll put it on, you'll make some adjustments, and you'll practice walking with it between the crossbars. Now, it's going to hurt. And the reason it's going to hurt is because when they measure your residual limb for your check socket, they measure you a little bit smaller. And they do this because your swelling in your residual limb is going to gradually go down. So they want you to shrink into your socket. And because of that, you'll get more use out of your socket. So you'll go there, you'll practice with the check socket for a few weeks, and then you'll eventually get your definitive socket. Now your definitive socket, you'll be taken with you. So a few things with your definitive. Wear it a little bit more each day. Don't go home and leave it on all day. Put it on for a couple hours, take it off, let your stump rest, elevate it, put some ice on it, whatever. And the next day, try to wear it a little longer. If if the first day you wear it for two hours, maybe the next day, maybe two hours and 10 minutes or two hours 
in 20 minutes or whatever. Also, when you practice walking with it, try to take a few more steps each day. Try to gradually get better. What I did was I went to the mall. I brought a friend with me and I had crutches. I'd walk around with crutches for a little bit. And then I would handle my crutches and I would try to take like five steps without the crutches. And then I would take a break. It's okay to take breaks, by the way. I would take a break and then I'd walk a little bit more with crutches and then I'd give them my crutches and I'd try to walk like maybe six or seven steps. So I try to do more each time. While I was doing this, by the way, he was recording me and I strongly recommend having your friend or somebody record you while you do this. And the reason I say this is because this is when you start getting down on yourself and when you get frustrated, watching the video back of you walking is a great reminder of how far you've come. It's a great way to get that motivation back when you start getting frustrated. Also, post these videos to social media. Your friends and family are going to love to watch these. This is how they can cheer you on because they're going to watch these videos and they're just going to be blown away by all this hard work you're doing and they're going to just love watching these videos. You're going to love reading the comments. This is a great thing to do when you get down on yourself is watch these videos, read the comments they leave for you. So just make sure you're walking a little bit more, celebrate small victories, post these videos to social media. The last thing I'll mention about walking with a prosthetic limb is it's going to take some time for you to trust it. Now, you weren't born with this prosthetic limb. You were born with an actual limb. Unfortunately, it's no longer attached to your body. So it's going to take a while for you to have 100% trust that this limb is not going to fail you. It took me a while. One night, I just decided, you know what? Screw this. I left the crutches at home and I went for a walk. I walked in the grass because if I fell, at least I was falling in the grass. So just know it's going to take some time for you to trust your prosthetic limb, and that's okay. All right, let's talk about the different types of prosthetic limbs you can get. First of all, there's a pin lock. A pin lock clicks onto your liner. So you'll put on a liner, and there's like a, like a screw-type mechanism. And when you put the limb, the prosthetic limb on your stump, this screw will hold it in place. So you put it in and then you'll hear a click, several clicking noises, and it's on. The one thing that I really, well, there's a lot of things I really like about it, but the one thing I really, really, really like about a penlock system is that it's so easy to put on and take off. And it's very, very convenient. Because you could be wearing shorts, you could be wearing sweatpants, jeans, dress pants, it doesn't matter. It is so easy to put on and off at any time. And I just love the convenience of it. Also, when you get your definitive, you can actually go to like Etsy or Amazon and you can buy a fabric to have, uh, to have put on the socket itself to show off. Um, what they do is they put the, the uh, fabric on there and they put fiberglass over it. When you have a pin lock, you can actually see the full pattern, which is really neat, which brings me to the sleeve. Now, the sleeve, I used to have a sleeve. It's a silicone sleeve. Half of it is on the socket, and the other half goes up on your femur to hold the, the leg on. Um, while it's 
not terribly uncomfortable. It's very inconvenient because if you're someplace and you need to make an adjustment or you need to put on a stump sack, and we'll talk about stump sacks, it's you have to go someplace privately so you can take your pants off to take the to take the limb off. So it's it's very very inconvenient. Plus the silicone sleeve will eventually wear out and holes will get in it and then air gets in it and once air gets in there it makes it so uh, the sleeve doesn't stand very well and it can actually slip off of your stump. So I did not like the sleeve at all. <laughs> I really did not. Um, so I personally don't recommend it. Now that's me. You might feel differently. Um, but it just, yeah, I, I didn't care for it. The other option, I've never tried it. I don't know much about it, is what they call a suction system. Uh, it Basically, you put it on and it's, Remember like Nike airs back in the day, like the pumps where you would pump it up the shoe up to fit better. It's kind of the same idea. So you, you get a pump and it takes the air out, which holds it in place. The one thing I have heard is that it can cause blisters uh, because it's like a suction cup system. Um, and I've heard that it can hurt too. Like you can put it on too tight and it can hurt. So, um, the other thing with a sleeve, by the way, is if you do get a uh, some sort of a design piece of fabric that you want to show off, half of it's going to be covered up with the silicone. So people won't see it, and that's not cool. I mean, if you're going to have to wear these things, you may as well, you know, show a little bit of your personality. <laughs> um, so I definitely recommend Penlock. It's just, it's just way more convenient. Also, I mentioned stump socks. So with the Penlock, at least in my experience, it just they just fit better. So a stump sock, by the way, is a, a, a sock that has certain levels of thickness. And the point of them is that as you're wearing your prosthetic limb throughout the day, your stump actually changes sizes. And it adds thickness so it fits better. Um, so like, it's just, it's just a sock is all it is. And it makes it, and you'll be taking stump socks off throughout the day. You'll be adding them throughout the day. So with the pin lock system, I just don't find myself ever needing stump socks, maybe once in a great while. For some reason I needed them more when I had the sleeve. So the difference there is if you have a pin lock, and you need to put a stump sock on, it's so easy to take the leg off and add a stump sock. Uh, whereas a sleeve, again, you have to go someplace where <laughs> you can be alone to take off your pants, uh, un, you know, take off the leg, pull down this huge silicone sleeve off of your femur so you can put on a stump sock and then put the sleeve back on. So it's, it's just very inconvenient. So for that reason, I definitely recommend a pin lock. Now, most processists will have you start with a sleeve system. Again, advocate for yourself. If you really want a pin lock, tell them you want a pin lock. All right, moving on. Physical therapy and occupational therapy. I talked a little bit about this already. It's a very good idea to go to these appointments. Um, the 
PT is going to, they're going to give you exercises to do to exercise your residual limb. You don't, you, you don't want to tr- get atrophy. So they'll give you some exercises. Uh, they'll give you like an exercise band and a sheet of like stretches and stuff you can do uh, to help avoid getting atrophy in, in your limb. Um, occupational therapy is very helpful because again, it's going to help you with, uh, transferring from a, uh, a wheelchair to a bed or a wheelchair to a shower bench, uh, walking up and down the stairs, lifting and carrying things, uh, getting on and off a shower bench, getting in and out of your house, getting in and out of your car, um, and training your non-dominant hand. So, I definitely recommend these. Uh, at least go to a few appointments and work on it at home. And um, again, you may want to also look into having a home nurse uh, just to kind of keep eye on things. If you if you're a worrier and you're worried about some sort of an infection setting in, um, or just make several um, appointments or not several appointments, but make appointments to go see your general practitioner on a regular basis for a while. Uh, let them keep an eye on things to make sure that there's no infection or anything like that. Congratulations guys. It's time to go back to work. I know the last few months have been tough. All the PT and all the OT. Now it's time to get back to a little bit of normalcy. Hopefully you were proactive. If you need a wheelchair, Hopefully you had a friend or a loved one bring the wheelchair to work for you so it's there waiting for you. Also, if you need any sort of reasonable accommodation, let your work know. By law, they are obligated to provide reasonable accommodations for you. Communicate any sort of appointments that you have. So chances are you're going to have to go, whether it's physical therapy or occupational therapy, Uh, maybe just a regular doctor appointment, whatever it is, make sure your work knows that you have these appointments and make sure you go to these appointments. They most likely will let you go. Just make sure that if you're going during the time you're working, you bring back a doctor's note. So if they ask for it, you have it. Also know your rights. If you have any questions about what rights you have as a disabled individual, contact the ADA. If your work is not providing you reasonable accommodations or if you question that the accommodations they are providing you are not reasonable, contact the ADA. You have rights, guys. As a disabled individual, you have rights. It's important that you know what those rights are. All right, guys, that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the Limbs for Life Foundation and the Amputee Coalition of America. I would appreciate any feedback you might have. You can email me at ampnationpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at GamerLim. That's G-A-M-E-R-L-I-M-B. Also, if you are into video games or watching people play video games, I am also on Twitch. That's twitch.tv. I am Phantom Limb Gamer. That's all one word. I play a lot of retro games i play the nintendo switch and i play the playstation 5 until next time guys have a great week and again thank you for listening plg out